this is the eighth day that the uh, korbanot were being brought from the 23rd of Adar on Moshe Rabbeinu was himself putting the Mishkan with the help of others of course putting the Mishkan assembling the Mishkan together then he would bring the korbanot showing Aharon Cohen and his children how to do the avodah then he will disassemble the Mishkan till the next morning again we'll assemble it to the Avodah and again disassemble this all, all for seven days until the eighth day Torah is talking about that's Rosh Chodesh Moshe For the future, going to be doing that, meaning Aharon Cohen and his children. They're going now. They they were trained for seven days. The eighth day, they're going to do themselves. And not only that, but this is a time where a miracle is supposed to happen. What miracle? The fact that the fire is going to be coming from heaven straight down to the Korban, and it will burn the Korban. That's very important to understand because of what happened afterwards. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to show the Bnei Israel a spectacle that the fires come down from heaven in order to strengthen their Emunah in Hashem, the Hazek but what happened after that? In the midst of all this excitement and jubilation, in the middle of all this joy of the people, a tragedy happened. Everything is stopped. Two sons of Aharon, great Sadiqim, equal to all the 70 Zekinim, were killed. Why? For bringing in Esh Zara, foreign fire. Joy turned into grief. Jubilation turned into crying. It says, Now, Ask yourself, what is the big avla? What's the big sin here? Also, it says, Yakar It is very painful to Akadush Baruch Hu when his Sadiqim are going to the next world. So, why such severe punishment? There's something very important and very fundamental in our religion. In Pirkei Avot, the first Mishnah, it says, Moshe kibel Torah misinai um sarali Oshua. Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah from Akadosh Baruch Hu Sinai. 
And then he says, Um Yoshua. He gave it over. In other words, he transmitted it over to Yoshua. It doesn't say Um Tana Yoshua, it says Um Sara. Now, if you give something, if someone gives me something, I can do whatever I want with it. Or if I have something and I want to give it to somebody else, I may give him part of it. I may uh, transform it into something else and then give it over. That's not Mesira. Mesira is when you have something, give it over exactly the way you received it. You transmit the way you received it. No foreign element goes into it. Now, this is called Masoret. It's a Masoret. Masoret is of enormous importance in our religion. And especially in the Beit HaMikdash. In the Beit HaMikdash or the Mishkan, there is no leeway in changing even the slightest little bit the Masoret of the Hakamim. The Pasuk says, Kisifte Kohen Ishmerudad. The lips of the Kohen, they will have, they will keep all kind of knowledge of the Torah. The Torah Bakshumipiu. In turn, people will be asking them to teach them the Torah. Then it says at the end, Kimalach Hashem Seva Otu. Now, of course, in the early days, the Kohanim were very well versed in Torah and they were teaching. But Kimalach Hashem Seva Otu, what does that mean? Kohen is a Malach. Kohen is not a Malach. Kohen is a human being. We know that. What is that? What is that? So what, what is meant by that? It means that the Kohen is going to be doing his Avodah, his task, in the same way that the Malach does his task. How does the Malach do, accomplishes his responsibility and fulfills whatever uh, job Hashem is giving him? Straight. No, you won't turn left or right. If Hashem tells the Malach, go and destroy Sedom and Amorai, he goes exactly and does it straight. There is no questions asked. There's no leeway one way or the other. In the, the Avodah, in the Beta Mikdash, was very strict. It was very, very, very well defined. And each Kohen had exactly knows what his job was. What happened here, it was a foreign fire. Now, of course, there are many hakamim that explain foreign fire a different way. But looking at the Pshat means that they brought something foreign into the Avodah. Now, uh, especially this day, this particular day of Rosh Hadesh Nisan, where Agadosh Baruch Hu wanted only that the fire should come down straight from heaven and nothing else in order to convince the people even more and to strengthen their faith. That was the wrong time to bring something that's foreign. It's unfortunate that such a harsh uh, uh, precedent has to be set. And, of course, uh, Akadosh Baruch Hu 
uh, you know, uh, eliminated, eliminated them. But you see, it's a very, very important uh, and, and fundamental principle in our religion altogether. The Masoret, the tradition that we have from our Hakamim and our Hakamim from their Hakamim and their Hakamim from the previous Hakamim all the way up to Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the way our religion is. We don't, we don't take foreign stuff into it. We don't do that. Look, this, the, the parashat we read yesterday, there was a uh, chapter about ma'achalot asurot, forbidden foods and foods that are, uh, that, that are allowed. Also, this is most of the animals. Now, for the large animals, the Torah tells us the simanim. Chew its gut. Chew its cut. It takes in the food, goes back up, chews again, and back down. Those animals are like uh, the sheep, uh, the, the cow, the, the bull, the goat. You know, these, these are the kind of animals which we eat all the time. But we have simanim. When it comes to birds, the Torah does not give us simanim. The Torah tells us that here are the birds that you cannot eat. And it lists approximately 20 of them. Which means to us, these 20 birds, you cannot eat. Others, well, others you can eat. That's what it would mean. Do you know how many species of birds there are in the world? Oh, I'll tell you, maybe thousands, close to about 9,000 species of birds. So does this mean what? Does it mean that, hey, we can't eat 20, but the other thousands we can? Well, it doesn't work that way. Why? Because we have certain tradition. We have a masoret. Tradition says these are the ones that you're going to be eating. We follow that. That's very important. It's so important that we have thousands of birds that we cannot eat. That's how tradition is. Well, you know, they, 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 there, was, there, was, there was a talk once about an animal that's now found in Indonesia, and it's called the babirusa. Uh, this babirusa looks like a, it looks like pork, like a pig. Looks exactly. And Probably they could be classified as from the family of the pig. But unlike the pig, it ruminates. It chooses cud. Wow. Does that mean this is a kosher pig? And there was a lot of talk about this like some years back. But finally they found out something different. They found that, yes, it does chew its cut, but the goat, very, very different. 
it is not really exactly what the Torah has taught us. Our Torah from our Hakamim. Now, if uh, if you find an animal that we haven't say, uh, uh, so, oh, it has this exactly like the cow, or that there's a good possibility that uh, we would allow. But at least since we have simanim, and the simanim have been recognized as being the same as what the Torah says, then, you know, it has been sanctioned. See, tradition means we believe in our hachamim. That's what tradition means. Masorit means what our hachamim are telling us, that is what we follow. Now, a, a very interesting uh, uh, incident uh, happened in Masichet uh, Pesachim, Daf Mem. He made the derasha. Isha lutalush ela b'mayim shilan. A woman is not supposed to bake matzot for Pesach, except for mayim shilanu, water shilanu. Now, shilanu has two meanings. It could mean our water, mayim shilanu, it's our water. Or it could mean mayim shilanu, water that was kept overnight. That was, we're not supposed to bake matzah with fresh water straight out of the uh, of the faucet, no. You take it, you leave it overnight to calm down, it'll be so sharp. Then the next day you use it. But the people, this was the people in Papunia, there was a, like a village Papunia. Those people understood Mayim Shilano means our water. That means the water that uh, Rav Yehuda and whatever the Hachamim told me. So what happened the next day? Everybody were coming with their pails to the uh, the, the house of uh, Rabiuda and the Hakim. He said, "Okay, give us your water." He said, "No, no, no. We did not mean our water. We meant Shelanu that the water has to be left overnight." Look how far. You only can take my water as they understood it. They want only they want that to take the water. That's how way we can acquire tradition. Uh, uh, look, the uh, uh, the the Aleph uh, the Aleph bed, for example. Let me, let me tell you the uh, little incident that happened. In Masachet Shabbat, where this, this guy goes over to uh, 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 
I don't want Torah Shabbat Alpe, only Torah. The written Torah, I don't want Torah Shabbat Alpe. What do you mean? No, go away. So you go to Hillel. Ah, Hillel was different. He said, Oh, you want to learn only to Rashi Bikhtav? Okay, let's start from the beginning. It's Aleph, this is Bet, this is Gimel, Dalet. Okay, they teach him the comes the next day and they tell them the uh, a reverse they say if it's really bet bet is really dalit and dalit is really vav so the guy said wait a minute that's not what you told me yesterday you told me something else said, oh so you see the important thing is what i tell you what i tell you what our rabbis told me, which means you have to believe in tradition and Torah Shibikhtab alone without the explanation of our hakamim, without the interpretation of our hakamim. That's not good enough. This is what tradition means. Rabbutai, uh, we have something very important and uh, this is coming soon with Firata Omer, where it says, Mahorata Shabbat. Mahorata Shabbat. That we're supposed to bring the offering of the Omer the day after Shabbat. What is the interpretation of the day after Shabbat? We have. Traditionally, our tradition says from our Hakami that Shabbat means the first day of Pesach. That's when we start. But then there was another sect, another group of Tzedukim. No, 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 no. We, it says in Mahorata Shabbat, it means the day after Shabbat. You see, Rabbutai, there are people or well, they have been in the past, people that have gone against tradition. And you know what happened? We don't, we don't see them anymore, the Stukim. They're not here anymore. Why? Because the way they understood the Torah is false. And when you understand the Torah the false way, not according to our tradition, it's not going to stay long. It will not be mikuyam. It will not endure. But the way we trans we translate it, we interpret it. That's why it it's been going for thirty five hundred years, and Be'ezat Hashem will be going for another hundred years and forever until our Mashiach Zidkenu will come and teach us exactly the way it is. Okay, Rabbi, I just want to mention to you that this station is very important, and uh, I I do hope that you try, make an effort to contribute to it. And if you have any simha and you need a place, you can contact our office at SLC. I'm sure we could accommodate you. Shavuot Tov to all of you. And a very early happy Pesach.